0: You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Mac. I'm Vaughn. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music.
1: The balance. Is it real? We've almost forgotten this little bit of lore. The Skull used to talk about it before the collapse. Philosophers discussed it a great deal in the 3rd and 4th centuries, but by Kelsier's time, it was mostly a forgotten topic. But it was real. There was a physiological difference between Ska and nobility. When the lord ruler altered mankind to make them more capable of dealing with ash, he changed other things as well. Some groups of people, the noblemen, were created to be less fertile, but taller, stronger, and more intelligent. Others, the Ska, were made to be shorter, hardier, and to have many children. The changes were slight, however, and after a thousand years of interbreeding, the differences have been largely erased. I am only just beginning to understand the brilliance of the Lord Ruler's cultural synthesis. One of the benefits afforded him by being both immortal and, for all relative purposes, omnipotent, was a direct and effective influence on the evolution of the Final Empire he was able to take elements from a dozen different cultures and apply them to his new perfect society. For instance, the arch- architectural brilliance of the Hellenic builders is manifest and keeps from uh, keeps that the high nobility construct. The Hellenic fashion sense, suits for gentlemen and gowns for ladies, is another thing that the Lord Ruler decided to appropriate. I suspect that despite his hatred of the Hellenic people, of whom Elendi was one, Rashik had a deep-seated envy of them as well. The terrorists of the time were pastoral herdsmen. The Hellenic uh, cultured cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan. Thank you. However, ironic, it is logical that Rashik's new empire would mimic the high culture of the people he hated. Ooh, hashtag Ham was right.
0: Yeah, so if anyone recalls in the final empire, Ham. You know, Kate went to Kelsier and said, you know, should the nobles be ruin, ruling over over the sky? And he's like, no, of course not. And he's like, but you got to admit there's so many things that are different from them. Like they're taller and they don't have very many kids. And the Kelsier was just like, that's just a culture thing. And then he's
1: like, but is it, you know, by, you know, to be fair. They were both right. By the time Kelsier was around, it mentions even in the epigraph that that was, the differences were basically gone because of the interbreeding, right?
0: But even Ham said, uh, back in the day, mm-hmm. you used to be able to tell Scott and nobles by apart by just looking at the height.
1: Yeah. So that, that's what I was saying. Both of them were right. Right. <laughs> so. Technically. But, uh, yeah, no, that is very interesting. So let's jump into chapter 25. We can probably talk about the epigraphs a little more. Um, we get Ellen's point of view, you know. They uh, they have arrived at Fadrick City, and the city uh, looks massively different because it has been prepared for a siege. They mentioned, like, Ellen was like, there's something off about this, you know. I can't put my finger on it. Which, by the way, they have walls. They have walls, Fadrick. No, they don't. What do they have, then?
0: They, they, they have, like, these natural defenses, like, where... Got you, got you. That was the whole thing, because one of the points that they made was only Luthadel was allowed to have a wall.
1: I think that... Yes, this they were built yes.
0: on like cliffs or something like that, so the city was in a mm. position and they actually mentioned that set says something to the fact of this wasn't like the capital but the the obligator had chosen this specific city because of its natural defenses and like the canal they had that goes into the city is like buttressed with these like mm. huge cliffs on either side. so just trying to get into the city, you have like this natural fallen that they have, yeah,
1: and so the big thing here, right is that it looks massively different. And I just, I love the idea of, of Ellen coming up going, this is different from the last time I got here. What is it? And Seth's like, oh, maybe it's the fact that there was a forest that they cut down to make a killing field. And he goes, oh yeah, you know, I'm missing the giant forest mm, <laughs> that, yeah. that was right outside the city. That makes a lot of sense. Um, But yeah, uh, it turns out that they have about 25,000 defenders. And, uh, you know, he's mentioning that you know, the obligator has over eighty five thousand, I think, under his control, but there's only twenty five thousand there because he has to spread out across the entire is it Western? Western dominance to to keep them from rebelling. And they're like, you know, what makes you set they're like set, what you what makes them think you're you know, what, what makes you think they're gonna rebel and go back to you? He goes, Oh, they're not gonna go back to me. They're gonna rebel and every lord is gonna ha- become their own king. You know, that's what's going to happen out here. And so, of course, the obligator has to spread everybody out, and he only has a twenty-five thousand in the city. Um, and then Ellen, you know, they have some clever talk, right? Ellen's like, "Oh, everyone, when the mist comes out, camp and hide, right? Because we want you, we want them to maybe think that we're afraid of the mist, so we can bait them into an attack, and we can actually be prepared for them and things like that." And Seth's like, "All right, so here's what we should do: we should, you know, block the canals not let them get any any resupplies, and then we should go attack every neighboring city." And he goes or every little neighboring town and city he goes, we could probably do that too, without even killing anyone. Because if you show up even with, you know, a small portion of this army, they're probably just going to give up. They're not even going to put up a fight. And Ellen's like, brilliant tactical move. No, uh, I don't want to do that. And Seth's like, all right, but they kind of discuss what's going to go on. He's like, I refuse to pillage everything around us. That's just not going to happen. But Set goes, we can assassinate King Yeoman. And Ellen's like, no, And Vin's like, thank you, he's not gonna stoop to that level. Um, But she didn't hear Ellen, you know, cross his fingers behind his back and go, but. Because he definitely went, no, but. He goes, I'm here to talk diplomatically first. But if we have to kill him, we gotta kill him. It's gonna happen. And Vin's not quite happy about that. Um, So, uh, yeah. That's that point here. Uh, Set comes out with a list of people, uh, of informants, of noblemen that they could bribe to give them information uh, on the king. And, uh, yeah, when, when it ends with Ellen being at, you know, Vin asking, are you going to assassinate Yeoman? And he goes, I will do what's best for the kingdom when it comes to that. And that's the end of chapter 25. Chapter 26. Spook. We have a spook point of view. And, um, the citizen, we learn a little bit more. The citizen does not allow you to live in homes legally that he can't monitor, which is very interesting. Um, this is brought up because Spook's like hiding in some basement, basically, and he's like, the basement is more expensive to live in than in a home because it can't be monitored. Um, but he's waking up now and he looks in the mirror and man, does he feel good? He's burning that pewter and he feels great. And he's like, man, alimancers aren't aren't supposed to have that. You either have all the powers or one. You don't have multiple. That's not how this works. But he's like, I have pewter, and he starts thinking about it and goes. The survivor has returned. Kelsier has returned. I saw him. I heard him. And he's looking around. And he's just like... He feels so good, right? That he's looking down and he goes, Oh man, my wound is pretty bad actually. I have some. I still have a piece of this sword stuck in me. And he goes to pull it out. And, and Kelsier goes, No, Spook. That is your sign that you're now a survivor. That is like... The same way Kelsier had his scars from the pits of Haston. that is Spook's sign that he's a survivor. And... Spook's like, you know what? Dang right I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that sounds good. That sounds good that I am. Um but yeah, he goes out and about now, and we learn that the slums are called the hor- the the horror the horrors? Harrows? Harrows, thank you, the harrows, thank you. I was thinking of something different. Um and the funny enough again, the citizen says, You're not allowed to go in the mist because the Kelsier mists the Mr. for Kelsier. And so he's keeping everyone out of the mist again. Um, I mean, everyone who's going to listen. And so Spook goes out and finds a tavern. And we see that there's this like 600 plus boxing wine. This like top shelf, top tier wine that's going for literally pennies. right? Going for clips. I don't know if that's what they call clips.
0: He ends up making uh, a like wood coin that's like worth like a fraction of even a clip. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway.
1: yeah. Yep. And that ends up being it. Uh, but Spooks just listening to different conversations, and uh, he ends up finding out that the citizen is looking for anyone with, uh, with like, without, with noble blood, going back five generations. And he says, just, "Just and the people like, why is he doing that? Why is he?" And he goes, "Well, you know, it's been said that if if you can prove that you don't have any noble blood with you within five generations, you're allowed to work in the government." And he's looking for all these people who do to try to to essentially get rid of them. And Spooks like, that's pretty interesting um yeah and i'm gonna do something about that and kelsey was like yeah spook you're gonna do something about that we're gonna do great things together you know we we incoming trade offer okay mm-hmm. you know you you gain pewter and become a survivor <laughs> we get things done um and kelsey was like yeah i'm gonna do that i'm going to get Orto for ellen myself and then someone recognizes him and we learn that darren the the, the beggar durn Dern, the the beggar has been spreading that spook is a part of the the Kelsier's old crew and spook's like well i got a dip and uh he gets out and that's the end of chapter 26
0: one of the five favorite parts of mm. this is uh when ellen comes up and puts set in his place okay he goes, he's like hey, listen you didn't team up with me like you aren't part of my team you're not an equal here and mm-hmm. set's like man i, I he just had to take it like yeah.
1: you've <laughs> changed bro you've
0: changed <laughs> um but uh what so funny thing i f- i found a way to actually say Hel- heleni um uh because that's how it's supposed to be pronounced apparently because we i remember when our first episodes when we had to run over
1: helenia we we're like H-Lenia. and
0: i was like i can't even remember how he says it so, the way I think of it is it's, like, rainy, but, like, you fall over the R. So, it's, like, rainy, rainy. Rainy. Yeah. Anyway. um, So, we get to learn more about the actual history of, of like, the Ska and, like, how the empire was formed and everything mm-hmm. like that. We get to um, learn
1: there's legitimate physiological differences. There were.
0: Or, like, they were way, 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 way more pronounced. Um. But one of the other things is because, you know, I told you I was writing my like fan fiction about this. And so I post pulling all these little details out. Uh, we'll actually learn a little bit later on about like other cultures that existed and like how the how the steel ministry was formed in such one such a way from a one culture. The terrorist people were from, like, from a different one. Um, but it was just kind of interesting because we'll also find out about how the the um, uh, empire now is very 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 similar to the way it was a thousand Mm -hmm. years ago Mm -hmm. um but we're setting up the stakes again uh so we have this city that is very very well defended with these natural defenses um they aren't going to be able to just like pull an army in um and they, even if they were going to try to like walk through like it's still going to be really really difficult now is it going to be difficult for, like, Ellen and Van? Probably not. But outside of that, it's going to be very difficult to kind of sneak into the city or do anything.
1: The, yeah, the big problem here is what's plaguing Ellen is those good old good intentions, right? With with his troop size, you know, at what was it like? It's like 40,000 soldiers and 25,000 kolossos or something like that. Some, 20,000, like, yeah, somewhere around there. He could easily overcome 25,000 soldiers even with the natural defenses. But his whole idea is like, he's like, maybe it's not the best idea to just destroy and run the city over. Yeah. I mean,
0: and the other thing is, is that even when they did that to Luthadel, who was like not super well defended, the Coloss army took a lot of losses, you know? Yeah. They said they lost like a third of their. But that was
1: on like. Actual walls, right?
0: Actual walls with hardly any soldiers. Mm-hmm. These are actual soldiers, That's an fair. actual an actual army that that would actually be able to defend. Um, I think they said Yeoman has like a total of eighty thousand men. I know yeah, they spread only, out. Tw-
1: only twenty five thousand. I think the scary part, like you said, is I think they do mention this is that they mentioned that Yeoman would be stupid to not at least have half of those other, so like thirty thousand within striking, striking distance, distance, right? For if a, an actual battle started
0: right right and uh, you know this guy sounds pretty smart like even set said like i mean set was seems like a really pragmatic guy what do you
1: say the dang obligator already had them turned against me before i even left
0: <laughs> yeah he said he said i i basically took my army and was like i'm gonna go to luthadel and he can keep an eye on things but we both know knew what was happening he pushed yeah. him out mm-hmm. um so i mean we we're talking about someone who is so practical that even the pragmatic set, you know, isn't able to, to maneuver around it. Um, with an army and then and a city that is pretty well defended on its own, mm-hmm. and they went so far as to cut down a whole daggum forest just to make it, you know, that much more difficult for them to be able to come in and get them. Um, meanwhile, we got Spook. Um, so Spook. I can I could see like this is one of those things where it's like he already got the ability to have 10 but like just imagine waking up and having the ability to do barmputer and mm-hmm. like suddenly you're significantly stronger you feel significantly better you I remember like he had dropped a bottle or whatever and it was falling to the ground and he really, like caught it with like inhuman speed um just because you have that kind of coordination mm-hmm. and he's just like if this this reminds me this well, every time I I came back to the scene it reminded me of like toby Maguire when Spider-Man. he was up yes. i was gonna say that yeah <laughs> he's like oh i'm fine you know <laughs> i can see what the heck right and um it's is i i just thought it was kind of like we're getting the the snapping with with none of the snapping you know mm-hmm. we're not having to be great turmoil i mean i guess being stabbed uh- <laughs> you know, is pretty bad and almost burned alive. Okay, fair. <laughs> you yeah, know, never mind. But it's like, you know...
1: A double snap.
0: Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. It's like, you know, he already went through something big to become a Tenai, um, and then he ends up getting, uh, pulling up here.
1: That's the interesting part, right? Like, what is going on with this? It's never it, been seen before. Yeah, it's, you know, Kelsier is back in this sense. Kelsier is back. And then we also have this idea, right, of... Pfft, Book snapping again, and it's like, what the heck is going on with 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 this? At least,
0: well, because the thing is, there's supposed to be rules, right? And ah. the, this is one of the rules that we haven't seen broken or even heard of being broken at all. Like it's one thing for Vin to be like an unusually like strong Mistborn. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine, you know. And Ellen has a reason for you know being an unusually strong Mistborn um and we've seen like oh yeah you can pierce copper clouds oh yeah you can you know do this and that was just like a steel ministry secret but like we haven't seen like oh yeah you can have you know multiple medals and not be a misborn and just be like that's a thing you know mm-hmm. uh or like having to snap twice essentially um so it's like the it's like the rules are all all in a muck right now. The other thing is, is that Kelsier, we say he's back, but like, you know, he was able to see him for one time briefly. But it's not like he's communing with him, you know, really aggressively, because I remember even Spook is like, you know, he'll hear it and he'll turn around and he'll start looking and he'll try to talk yeah. and he's not really getting a dialogue. Um, yeah,
1: a piece of me here wonders if this is, has something to do with him becoming a savant. Like it talks about how they don't feel like they're human anymore, right? And so, like, is this one of those things In where head, he's going, yeah, you going know, big time?
0: Uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's just a little, a little weird and to him. Elsie's back, <laughs> and the voice keeps telling him everything he wants to hear. You know, it's that's like, true. You're gonna be great. You're gonna be oh. like me, and that's exactly what Spook would love. so So we're
1: going to do great things together buddy
0: so anyway uh like you said we're kind of going through um uh, a little bit more as far as you know it's going to be kind of fast-paced when it comes to all these chapters but in the next chapter we're going to be learning more about what what this obligator is and how and how we're potentially
1: going to be able to defeat him hey everyone vod here Please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes Monday through Friday. If you enjoy listening, consider subscribing. We are a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com ontos. That's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.